As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the Grand Final. It's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, some news has just broken. I'm recording this on Monday. You'll probably be listening to this on Tuesday. So, God knows with the NRL offseason, there could be more dominoes to fall here. But news has just broken that the Bulldogs, they've released Blake Green. No shock there. He had this injury coming into the season. I think Trent Barrett, probably got his eyes on some other fish that are in the pond at the moment. Uh, you know, going by the name of Matt Burton. Now, it's a really interesting time where the Canterbury Bulldogs are at. I mean, at the end of the day, when they signed Blake Green, he did have that injury, but they didn't have Kyle Flanagan at that point. Now, since then, the opportunity has come about for them to be able to get Kyle Flanagan. As I've said, there's a lot of haters out there for Flano and a lot of people that think this is going to be a failure. I really don't mind it. I'm willing to back Trent Barrett in. I mean, people want to bag Trent Barrett because of what happened at Manly, but... At the end of the day, if you're not a Manly person, it's never going to work at Manly. I really don't think he's that much of a bad coach. I think what he's done with Nathan Cleary this year has been sensational. And I think he could really do something special with Flano. Now, once they got Flano, I actually thought, geez, having Blake Green for the back end of the season, this might not be too bad. They've released him now, which makes me think, surely, surely Matt Burton's on his way there. Surely they've managed to... Um, convince him to come over with a big money offer. I mean, at the end of the day, Matty Burton, he's such a talented footballer and his paths at Penrith are blocked. Realistically, he's not going to get in front of Jerome Luai. He's not going to get in front of Nathan Cleary. And at the end of the day, you know, Ivan Cleary, he loves Tyrone May. And if there's an opportunity to get Tyrone May into that side, if he's playing good footy and there isn't a centre or a wing spot open, I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see Tyrone May get a start over Matty Burton there. In the halves, I, I think Matt Burton would be crazy to stay there. I think with a guy like Trent Barrett that's willing to back you in and with a big money offer at his age, I mean, footy careers, they don't last forever. I think Burton would be crazy not to take this offer, to be honest with you. I know it's not the best system to be in. I know it's not the best place to be in, but they're definitely on the rise. They're definitely improving. Um, obviously, would be a lot of pressure with Flanagan next to him and Burton at six, a very young halves combo there. Um, Will Hopawade at fullback, he's got a lot of experience, but he's not that all-star sort of talent. They really don't have a nine still. Jeremy Marshall King's been solid, but, I mean, is he in the top 15 hookers in the game? I don't think so. He's, he impressed me last year, I'm not going to lie, but 
it's really hard for young halves when you don't have an exceptional fullback or you don't have an exceptional hooker. And I mean, they don't have they don't have any strike centers there either, really. So it's going to be a really tough gig for them. But obviously, Trent Barrett, he's planning for the years to come. He's not planning, you know, they're not planning to win a comp next year, let's be honest here. They'll tell you they are because they have to, but they're not. They're building. They're a club in rebuild, and it feels like they've been in a rebuild for eternity, but I really like the direction they're heading. They've got a couple of young kids there like uh, Jake Avarillo and, you know, obviously Flano Burton, if he goes there, we've spoken about, that I really, really like, and I think they've got huge potential there. I think it's going to be a long time till the Canterbury Bulldogs turn around. And this was a question that when I put on my story the other day, um, give me some podcast ideas from you guys. This is one that came in hot and heavy. It was a lot of people want to know about the Canterbury Bulldogs. And, you know, I I copped a bit of slack at the end of last year when they won, you know, five out of six games and everyone said they'll make the eight in 2020. And I said, no, they won't. They do this every year. They finish strong. They don't perform when it matters at the start of the season. And, this year, you know, they didn't finish overly strong. They didn't start overly strong. It was pretty disappointing. I mean, the reality is the Bulldogs were very lucky this year that the Brisbane Broncos existed because they would have copped so much flack for it, it wouldn't have even been funny. They obviously sacked Dean Pay during the season. They've got Trent Barrett coming in. It is exciting times. They're finally using Raymond Fitala Mariner properly. They had a couple of guys debut that I, I did really enjoy. His name escapes me at the moment, but the back rower that came in at the end of the season, he looked good. Uh, Pommy fellow that came over, really like him. Tough fella. He's going to be good. The stocks are rising in Canterbury, but they're rising extremely slowly. They're still, at the end of the day, stuck in a bit of a salary cap hole. But I really like the signings they've made. I like the direction they're heading, but it's still going to be a slow burn. And back Trent Barrett in. He knows what he's doing. He understands rugby league. He's been fantastic for Nathan Cleary and the Panthers. You just need to give him time because their stocks are rising as slow as it may be. 